Well, hello, gang. Welcome back to another episode of True Crime on Easy Street. It is cold, it is crappy, and it's time to talk crime. Yes, My it is. favorite part of the whole entire week. How have you guys been this past week? I've been fantastic. I feel much better than last week. Thanks for the donuts, by the way. Hey, you're welcome. I brought treats today. Kelly did brought... Kelly did bring treats. I about said Kelly did brought treats. Kelly I, did brought treats. She I, did I brought treats. This week. I nailed That's it. A, well, then we picked a hell of a thing to do if we can't speak. I, I had to go back to work this week, so my mind oh, is... she's a little Well, fragile. and then I just got you all sugared up with yes. us. Yeah, donuts, thanks a lot for so. that. My name is Scott Wright. I am a mediocre journalist. Kelly Turner, not a doctor. Katie Givens, not a lawyer. All right, so we've got a lot to talk about today. Yep. We, we kind of did a little uh, uh, a huddle up before we started, we so did. everybody's got something that they want to talk about before yep. we get into the episode. And I'm excited about the episode because uh, Katie is in the big chair today. She is. And she's got a good one. I think I, I watched, I didn't know what she was going to do that until just now. Yeah. But I have already watched the documentary about that and it's a very intriguing story. So I can't okay, wait so to I'm see that. Okay, so I'm the dummy today. Yep. I'm, I'm flying out, solo. Well, it was a couple of weeks ago. I've already forgotten a lot of it. Okay. Well, then so. you might can help because I was going to watch the documentary. Uh-huh. I did not because as we know, I don't, I don't, Make any time in my life to watch television. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's kind of hard when you're in law school, I would imagine. I've well, never been to law school. Well, maybe you will uh, rattle something loose as That's, you speak. Yeah, maybe so. I, I watched several videos and several like little excerpts, but I did not sit down and watch the whole okay. thing. Yeah, it was okay. pretty entertaining. I, I, it's one of those that I started it thinking, okay, I'm going to watch 10 minutes of this and I'm not going to find it interesting and then I'll move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I knew, it was dark outside and the dogs were hungry and mm-hmm. I was late for work. Totally did that with Tiger King sat down with yeah. Tiger King. I was like, I'm not even going to like this. Yes. And then five episodes later, I'm like, I got to watch another one. And I got roped into that crazy circus. So I watched a uh, series on Netflix this last week called Fool Me Once. Okay. Oh, it's a series. I was yeah. thinking it was a movie. No, I did it's too. a series. Okay, series. Fool it's Me Once. It's an eight-part series, and it's based on, I forget the author's name, it doesn't matter, but he signed a deal with Netflix about five years ago to have a lot of his books. He writes these mystery novels. Okay. And he is known for his famous twists and turns along the way. Fun. Okay. I so like a twisty. It, it was very entertaining. Um, I knew 30 minutes in who the killer was. It turns out. I, I just had a thought in the back of my head. I texted mm-hmm. you guys and said, I think I know who did it. How about that? And it turns out I was right. But I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Because he kept you guessing, twisting and turning the whole way. There's, okay. it's, it's a, the actor's names escape me, but the woman who is the star of the show, she's gorgeous. So it was fun just to watch her. <laughs> and, then, and then there was a guy who, uh, I think he was a, he's a Muslim or, or a, he's, he's an actor that is famous in the Muslim world. I think that's where he's known okay. and sort of a comedian. And he plays this one kind of straight, but you can still see the comedy come through that. Okay. That's his gotcha. wheelhouse every once in a while. Very entertaining. Okay. I'll check it out. So this yeah. Week. Uh, fool me once. All right. Yeah, I'll see if I can figure it out. Now I did that with, um, what's the one about, I see dead people. Oh, was that uh, one? Yeah. Uh, the sixth sense. Did you figure that out right at the beginning? Nope. I figured it out. Did you? Uh, I forget how many minutes we were in, but I was sitting there watching it in college with a friend and uh, I'm sorry, this movie's old. So spoiler alert. Yes. If you don't know by now, that movie came out about 2000. I said, oh, Bruce Willis is dead. And my, my uh, friend was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) And that was the best pass that M. Night Shyamalan ever took Mm -hmm. at his twisty endings. I mean, they went consistently downhill after that. Yeah. So if you figured that one out. I did. That fast, you must have hated the rest of his films. I didn't enjoy a lot of them. Yeah. I'll be honest with he you. Was, he was a one-trick pony. Yeah, a but I'm, I'm a fan, but I also watched most of those movies a lot younger than I am now. Yeah. So, before. okay. So uh, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, did, I definitely didn't guess it. But I also was probably about that kid's age mm-hmm. when I watched that movie for the first time. Probably shouldn't have been watching it. Yeah, no. 1999. A, a yeah. tiny little Haley Joe Osment back when he was a baby. I see dead people. They don't know they're dead. Yeah. I mean, it was just You like know, I, I think there. when he said it, when he whispered that to Bruce Willis, I looked at whoever I was with and was like, what does that mean? Uh, so I still didn't get it. And I think he I didn't get it at the giveaway. his breath was showing even at the time, you know, because when the dead people would come around, he'd get really cold or whatever. Anyways, I don't know. I, I figured it out. All right. It was all right there, but now I'm not. I'm not usually that quick. So me something. either. I was surprised, and that's why I texted you guys because I wanted it documented when I had that thought, <laughs> because I thought now that'll be wrong, and I'll forget to write it down, okay. and 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 think later. So hey, did I get it right? So, but yeah, yeah I watched so the whole fool, thing. Fool me once. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if I'm looking for that out. 
a pattern that I, and he fooled me several times along the <laughs> he way. He fooled you more than once. Yeah. He, he made me doubt myself several times. But anyway, it was, it's good. It's entertaining. It but was a fun But it's based watch. off of one book? Yeah, it's one book. And he's, okay, they're already, it's, it's not the first one, uh, it's not the first book of his to be turned into a TV show mm-hmm. because they're, they listed five or six in the preview or the review of this one. Mm-hmm. So he's been doing this for a while. He's been writing books since the 90s. Oh, wow. So he's kind of like the- uh, Still coming up with twists and turns. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, he's the Lee Child of twist and turn- Gotcha. Okay. Novels, I guess. All right. So- I'm in. I got a couple of shout outs. Hit it. Can I do those? Please. Okay. I would like to, first of all, shout out uh, Neil and Amy Lee. Oh, Thank yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Talked with them uh, this past week and they had so many kind words to say. They enjoy the podcast and uh, we appreciate you guys, Neil and Amy Lee. Neil Lee is one of my favorite people in the world. The Lee family is yeah, incredible. All of them. I love them. Yeah. Love them all. They have two. They have two beautiful daughters who right. are just oh, so yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. Every time you talk with them, I see them out. They're just so, you know how there's a lot of uh, teenage kids who won't talk to adults. Not or those two. They have difficult. Yeah. They're just the friendliest, sweetest yeah. girls. Love them. Love the whole family. Yeah. Okay. Macy spends, their youngest daughter is Ellison's best friend. So she Aww. spends a lot of time at the house, okay. you know, to the point mm-hmm. where she just, you know, walks on in. Come hey, on. Yeah. she's part of the <laughs> family. That's how our house is, though. Just you buy the it. things she likes for, to put in the fridge so that, that she will have them that's, when she gets there. Yeah, that's great. When, when we were children, my brother and I, we used to stay at my grandmother's over in Little River, the community there. And Neil lived at the opposite end of a cotton field. Okay. And so my brother, Corey, and I, we would walk through the cotton field to go over and hang out and play with Neil. And I was, if I was 10 and Corey was eight, Neil was five. Oh. So. And <laughs> yeah. he lived, he didn't have a little sister yet. Mm-hmm. Then um, his sister's name is also Amy. Yes. And uh, she's- Amy uh, Lee Travis. Yeah. She's uh, a little bit, a uh, year or two younger than me. Yeah. And she doesn't listen to the show as far as I know. So retract no. her name from this show. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so Neil, uh, he lived alone with his parents and he loved for us to come over and play and we left to go over and play with him. And so we've known each other for all of our lives pretty much. Mm-hmm. So That's great guy. Fun. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and then I have one more shout out, uh, Christina Clark, who works with me, yeah. uh, has recently discovered the podcast. So thank you for listening, Christina. We appreciate you. What do you mean recently discovered? Haven't you been telling her about it for the last three years? No, I don't uh, okay. go to work and promote everything like oh, you well, do, that's Scott. a missed opportunity <laughs> i know i know yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't make it mandatory in her office that everybody yeah. listen I, i'm at work talking about work scott oh, <laughs> that word sounds foreign to me no but thank you christina appreciate you listening and she's not the only one i've shouted other folks out from the office yeah. so so it's it's slowly catching on but no know. one ever found out at, by your hand uh they have um well maybe one or two okay Maybe one or two. Yeah. Well, do better. I will. I'll you should get a better this year. Podmother t shirt and wear it to work one day. <laughs> be like or you Scott can borrow mine. And just yeah. hand out business cards all through. Or, no, I'm sorry. Not hand out. Just lay business cards through foreign cities that we've been yeah. to. I think not he littered Miami with us all. Literally littered. It, surely we have at least one listener in Miami for all of that work. Uh, maybe. I don't know if I'd call that work either. That was work to me. I had to I bend over several times. I think you just made it rain I, I did. cards. Yeah, and usually it, it's money that they make it rain with in Miami and, and not business cards. <laughs> Accurate. So anyway, maybe we got a listener out of that. Yep. Okay, so I also have an update on a case that we've covered. Can I do that now? Yes, sure. I'm good? very excited for Please it. Do. All right, so Delphi, Indiana, if you guys will remember, and I didn't go back and look which episode. I'm looking, go ahead. Okay, we've done the the two little girls who went across the Monon High Bridge, and the girl took the Snapchat of Bridge Guy, and he said, guys, down the hill, down the hill. and they found the, the girls a day or two later. So they've, there has been an arrest, and I did an update on that, Richard Allen, and we went over the whole issue that his lawyers had had with his um, stay in prison and, you know, all of that. So we've covered all that. But what's going on now is the... And on the 18th of this month, there will be some sort of hearing, and I'm probably using the wrong word. Um, I think it's more of like oral arguments. I'm not really sure. But the his original lawyers, uh, the judge pretty much strongly encouraged them to step down because oh. the defense team uh, seemed to be doing a lot of... Um, self-promotion and are in the judge's eyes and then doing a lot of uh, they came out with this over a hundred page document about 
this um, white supremacy uh, ritualistic killing that it really was instead of Richard Allen. And it was really just a work of uh, fantasy and fiction. The prosecutor, I like really said it was unprofessional. It was, you know, all of this. So some people are saying, no, they're just trying to give their man the best defense. Yeah. Um, create doubt in the mind of the jury. Create doubt. The judge, I you guess. Know, they're trying to point. pin it on, or they, they're not, they're kind of uh, suggesting that it is someone and, and others are saying this person has such a low IQ and lives so far away, would not have the ability to get themselves there. And, even do this right. particular crime. Um, Season two, episodes seven and eight, Under the Bridge, parts one and two. Okay, and then I did an update after that, but you would start yeah, we, there if you don't know what case We did an update in December of that year and then another one in August of yeah. last year. Yeah. So on the 18th, the, well, when the lawyers were asked to, you know, and they, they stepped down, but they are saying they were called to the judge's chambers. The judge read them a statement that she was going to read. And they didn't. They were trying to save face, so they quote voluntarily stepped down. But they have taken it to the Indiana Supreme Court, and the Indiana Supreme Court apparently is going to hear these arguments on the 18th. And at the end, they're going to decide: do they reinstate the lawyers, or do the lawyers stay gone? And are they going to keep the judge or not? Yeah. So it's become this. You know, war amongst themselves. Is it a there. personal thing? Do you think between the judge and the defense counsel? A is lot it, of people it, are saying, yeah, that sounds... uh, the lawyers are just trying to save face and spend more time in the limelight. Mm. Uh, some people are saying, no, that's not it. And then I have heard some people say the only person that has given a crap about Richard Allen's rights as a defendant has been the judge. Okay, mm. so. You know, you hear, it's a lot. And social media has gone wild. Mm-hmm. There's uh, several podcasts who strongly have zoomed in on one particular person that's guilty who is now dead. And they are strongly promoting that. And some that's say even working with me. the defense. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. we don't approach our yeah. stories no. from that angle. No, we're not going to work with a defense team or a prosecution team. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you the 101 and then yeah. you can decide for yourself. And also this, you can decide for yourself. So I'm interested to see what happens on the 18th. The problem with all of this is it has delayed the trial yet again. Because it was supposed to start this month, right? Yep. Yeah. And now they're arguing about anyways. the ability. And he's not out on bail, I'm guessing. No, he is not. Yeah. Well, if they remove these attorneys the trial's still going to be way delayed because he's going to have to get new counsel. He does, start have, all he over. does have new counsel uh, in the meantime. And they can't reinstate these attorneys and keep the judge because that's never going to work out. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because that's so just, that's you know, that decision that prejudice to, to begin with. I mean, whether mm-hmm. you want it or not. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. People, oh, and the crime scene photos were leaked. Okay, I think that is the headline is I saw. Which horrible. Is, yeah. Uh, yes. I, I was not aware. Anyone, which kind of goes in a little bit of, I'll kind of talk a little bit about stuff like that today. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. So these crime scene photos got sent out in some sort of mass email to different folks who do podcasts and YouTube videos and things like that. And of course, we did not get horrible. the photos. No, we did, we did not. not. We did not. We would have deleted them if we had. Oh, absolutely. And um, so people who have seen the crime scene photos believe it is Richard Allen. Oh. Okay. Based on evidence, based on people who have seen more of the case and the files and the notes than we have, mm-hmm. believe it is him. But he's innocent until proven guilty and he gets his day in court and right. he certainly needs a fair trial. Yeah, and competent so, attorneys. Absolutely. If the attorneys are incompetent or if the judge, then they, you know, then they need to go and and start over. But I do want to reiterate that there are people who say the, that the judge, she's been the only one who's cared about his rights. Well, that's her job. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, and all the while, now it becomes a circus about him. Our victims are still brutally murdered. And um, based on what I've heard from people who've seen the crime scene photos, it's awful. 
it's you know you know we talked about how your minds go to the dark corners and uh there's a reason for that right and uh you're probably right when your mind goes to the dark corners the most dangerous animal on the planet yeah that's us and so um it's horrible and um i'm interested for them to get this crap figured out and move on to trial but i also want them to get the right person so yeah um we'll see what happens and i'll update you all right that's where we are another good delphi update (sighs) what a heartbreaking case and it's been going on since 2017 you guys were in 2024 wow i saw something the other day that said you know everyone's mind because of covid goes that 2017 was three years ago but it was seven years ago yeah Mm -hmm. yes like yeah. our perception and, of time. And we are almost, yeah, we're almost seven years to the day from the time of the crime because the crime happened on February 13th. Mm-hmm. So that's our Delphi update. Um, more to come. And if you would like to dive deeper into this case and get more than the 101 than what we are, you can check out the latest two episodes of True Crime Garage. I think as this episode drops, there might be a couple of episodes in front of it, but it's it, it has Delphi in the title of their episode. So you can check that out. You can also check out the podcast called Down the Hill. They do a really good uh, co- coverage and, and it's really the the way past the 101 version they, yes. of, the, of the crime. So check that out. See what you think. Think for yourself about it. Use critical thinking skills. Do we want to do a palate cleanser after that? Let's do a palate cleanser. Yeah. So did you guys see the story from Leeds, Alabama earlier this week? I think everybody uh, yeah. did. If you're yeah. from around here, you can't miss it. Yeah. I think uh, if you're I think the nation has seen it. Now. I think it's gone viral. Yeah, it has. So yeah, there's this so. gentleman who decided that he uh wanted to go for a swim. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't think of any neighbors who had a pool. That was heated. It's a little chilly out. It's cold. So he went down to the Bass Pro Shops in Leeds, took off all of his clothes in the parking lot, ran into the store naked, and jumped into the giant aquarium Mm -hmm. at Bass Pro Shops. And that's video you can watch. He then climbs out of it and then dives into it. First cannonball. Cannonball the first time. And then a dive the second time. And I didn't see this part of the video, but apparently when he tried to climb out, Mm -hmm. he slipped and knocked himself out on the floor. He did. And so the cops... Dragged his goofy ass away, and, and he was just butt naked. But he was completely naked. butt naked. But they they they're cuffing him, and he comes to while they're cuffing him. Surprise! So he starts wiggling around and fighting, and and uh, then they kind of drag him across the Bass Pro Shop floor, face down. Has yeah. it been determined that he was intoxicated? I, no. I don't not know. Intoxicated he, he was or, sent out for an evaluation, like yeah, a mental evaluation. Some yeah, folks who be. have yeah. commented on the social media, you know, they put it on social mm. media. Someone who commented, and I don't, I don't even know if this is true or not. I, I haven't vetted this. Yeah. But one commenter offered that he was newly diagnosed with a mental health disorder and was put on some medication that ha- just sent him into this. They did not agree with him. Correct. And he was currently waiting for his next appointment, which can take a long time in between. Maybe they can go ahead and bump him up to the top of the list. I think so. I think he'll get bumped up to the top of the <laughs> yeah. list now, but that's just, a, I don't know if that's true or not. Right. But I if it no is, idea. I mean, that, that is, you know, a flaw he, in the system. Yeah, he say. wrecks his car in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, and there's a lot. there's a, a lady and a child in the car. Um, when oh, he I does didn't get this. that part. Yeah, and then he goes in and does all this. Honey, hold this. I'll be right back. I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I'd be interested to know mm. what that conversation was like or what was even going on. Yeah, maybe we can time. do an update on that one. I don't know, but if you've Down seen the, the video, it's something wild to watch. I mean, he is, he's very um, slippery when he comes out of the... Pun intended. When he comes out of the, <laughs> the, the, 
aquarium yeah. onto the floor. And it's we're talking, guys, if you've ever been into a Bass Pro Shops, this is a giant, probably a 15,000-gallon aquarium mm-hmm. that is built into the wall, and there's mm-hmm. a, a stuffed wildlife and deer, and you know, inside mm-hmm. there are turtles. And so they've, they've incorporated this giant aquarium oh, into the store. Uh, you don't want to swim naked with a turtle around. Absolutely not. I don't know why that that's a problem, but I just feel like I don't think is he it was a thinking. snapping turtle. I mean, I grew up in swimming in the lake, and you were like, "Oh, don't watch out for snapping turtles." Yeah, I don't know. Um, Anyways, we'll, we'll give you an update when we know more. The, I mean, they easily pulled him across the floor. I mean, you know that floor. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking everybody's going to slip and fall now because it's so wet. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, at the very end of the video, some random man comes with a blanket, and finally. Covers, covers him up, but this is after I've drug him. Well, you know there's yeah. blankets the all floor. through Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. Nope. Something to cover up. Now with. there's one fewer blankets. Yeah, no one's going to buy that one. Nope. So, so that was that was something. Yeah. Leeds is close to Birmingham if you're out there it in is. the world listening and you don't know. So find Leeds, uh, I think, just to the southeast of mm-hmm. downtown Birmingham. So it, one of our bigger metropolitan areas here in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, all kinds of people there, apparently. You know, I'm not a man, but I can't imagine that would feel good to be naked and drug mm-hmm. face down across a concrete floor. I can't mm-hmm. imagine. But, you know, whatever. You know, there's that line in the uh, Jeff Foxworthy song, The Redneck 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah. If you think the Nutcracker is what happened that time you jumped <laughs> off the falls at Yellow Creek, uh, and I think maybe something similar, this Man. gentleman might have had run through his mind when he <laughs> God. Oh, when wow. he did the cannonball. Whew. Now mm. you know the words. There yeah. is now a point. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> he forgot it at the... At the <laughs> I told you, Katie's the funny one. He forgot it. He forgot it at the, uh, what the heck was at that? At the, the Christmas cabaret. cabaret. I forgot the, the lyrics. Cabaret. He forgot yeah. the lyrics. He had. I just kind of shuffled my feet through that part because I forgot the uh-huh. damn lyrics. And now he knows them all. Yeah. Oh, I'll That's never forget great. him now. That's great. I will never forget Sorry. him now. Oh. No, that's fine. You just need like a bicycle horn every time you do a funny one so that <laughs> mm-hmm. it's documented. She is the funny one. Katie is no, the funny one. You got to watch it. She's uh, always the funny one. So, but there is a one time, there is one time during this where the guy is in the, in the aquarium and he's sort of propped up on the side, like, mm-hmm. like he's talking to everybody mm-hmm. that's in the store and literally he's in like starfish pose. Yeah. Yeah. And that, it's clear. It's clear. Yeah. Act like we can't, er, not we, but the I people that can't see. Can. I think, I don't think he, it was like it was intended. I think that was, that was the, that's what I thought. When I here's, saw him doing that, I thought, oh, he's, he's just showing off now. Here's my crotch. Yeah. Everybody take a look. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know if it was mental health meds or if he needed mental health meds or if he needed to change them or what, but. That was a wild story that has gone viral very quickly. So, yeah, Scott, give us an update later if okay. you're so inclined not to be mediocre in the uh, future. It's, <laughs> that's a tough one. I'll do my best. No promises. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you in part by AW Outdoor Services, located right here in Cherokee County, Alabama. It's almost time to tidy up the deck, clean the gutters, and spruce up the yard and landscaping around your home, lake house, or creekside cabin. And who better to do that for you than the professional crew at AW Outdoor Services? Call 256-706-7964 and let Alan and his crew do all the hard work for you so you can spend your time this summer enjoying your piece of Cherokee County in clean, carefree comfort. Call Alan today for a free estimate or to get on the AW Spring schedule before it's full. That's AW Outdoor Services at 256-706-7964. Hey guys, do you know what time it is? Tell us. It's time to plan your best vacation ever right here in beautiful Cherokee County, Alabama. Many outdoor adventures await. You can wet a hook in beautiful Weiss Lake, swing away at Cherokee Pines Golf Club, climb to the best year-round at Cherokee Rock Village, hike the Little River Canyon National Preserve, take a days-long splash at Pirates Bay Water Park, and there's so much more. The Cherokee County Chamber of Commerce and Tourism has a full list of recommended lodging facilities, RV sites, and campgrounds, and they're all set up to suit your vacation needs, whatever they may be. So come see us from wherever you are located. And if you already live right here in Cherokee County, then plan your summer staycation with the Chamber by visiting Cherokee-Chamber.org. 
All right. So this week, Katie's in the big chair. Mm-hmm. I'm in the dumb chair. Scott sort of knows what's um, going on. I'm sort of flapping around in the middle. That's usually where I am anyway. Yeah. Mm. Accidentally knows what's going on. Yes. Yeah, that's don't, it. That, don't say flapping around after that story. Sorry, we that just was about. inappropriate. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. All right. Katie, take it away. So this story comes from a calendar Scott got me for Christmas. It's a little true crime of the day, I guess, yeah. calendar. Yeah. And glad to know you're using that. I have been. It is. It's, oh, cu- I see it's it. current I see today. It. Prominent location says, on the desk over there. Yeah, it's a Saturday. It combines the Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Sunday. So Sunday oh, doesn't have a that. new story. Yeah, and sometimes, the, and I've flipped a few weeks ahead just to see mm-hmm. if there was anything that I could pilfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just got yours right off January the 1st. Good for mm-hmm. you. I didn't think of that. So, but some days it's multiple pages that continue a story. Okay. And some days it's just a little pop-up yes. standalone gotcha. on, the, on the calendar. This okay. one was a three-day story. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And... It took. It begins on New Year's Day, so that's mm-hmm. where the true crime of the day, I guess, comes from. But it's also pretty close to us. It took place right across in Georgia, um, on Georgia's Blood Mountain, they call it, which is part of the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sounds get scary. Going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Blood Mountain. Ooh, I thought that too, but I don't think it's called Blood Mountain because of like a murder. Right? I don't know. I Tra- is it, it Trail of Tears? Is it? You know, that's no, that kind of known. It's not so. over there. Maybe. Okay. Well, maybe. I would. I, I don't know. I don't, think, okay. I don't think they went through the Appalachian Trail. Like, did they? Okay. Anyway, okay. we're going to start on New Year's Day in 2008. Okay. And a woman by the name of Meredith Emerson is going to go hiking with her dog, Ella, who is a black lab mix that she just adored. And they're going hiking on this Blood Mountain, which is part of the Appalachian Trail. I mean, it's a prominent hiking destination where she's at. We're also kind of at the base of the Appalachians, so we get, there's a lot of hiking around here that people Sure, do. yeah. Very popular pastime in the area. So she's Easy wake- with the donuts. <laughs> so she's waking up on New Year's morning, and she's like, I'm, me and Ella are going to go hiking. So she's a 24-year-old sales manager and a recent graduate of the University of Georgia. She is said to be smart. She was a very strong young woman. She was actually trained in two different martial arts. So wow, and she's off. Obviously, you know, pretty avid hiker. She likes to be outside. Uh, quickly, I have found that there are two stories about the origin of the name Blood Mountain. Ooh, Some believe that the name of the mountain comes from a bloody battle between the Cherokee and Muscogee Indians. Uh, there is also some who believe that it got its name from the reddish color of the lichen and Catawba rhododendron that grow near the summit. Like, is that flowers? Uh, yeah, rhododendron, that's a flower, right? I don't yeah. know much about flowers. Probably also got a lot of red clay. Probably that too. Anyway, sorry. No worries. No worries. So, most of the info on what happened here, I'm getting from a lot of interviews from retired GBI agent John Cagle. And there's a lot of the Atlanta, I think Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Is that the, yeah, Atlanta yeah, Journal-Constitution. Right. Mm-hmm. So, from actual news reports that were sent out at the time and on anniversaries past. Like I said, I did not watch the full documentary. Right. In which case there is, is one. Not. The case is from 2008? 2008. Okay. So, Meredith has gone hiking on New Year's Day, but she does not return home that night. And when she isn't home even the next day, her friends get really worried and they go looking for her. When their search is unsuccessful, they form a larger search and rescue team. Uh, Meredith is initially classified as an overdue hiker. Maybe she's lost. Maybe she's hurt. That assumption quickly changes after her car is found parked at the trailhead and a former cop reports that he found a baton, two water bottles, a dog leash, and canine treats abandoned at a spot along the trail where the ground had been disturbed. There was snow starting to blow that day and temperatures drop down into the single digits when they begin that big search on January 2nd. So by the hundreds, there's hikers and everyday citizens show up to search these trails. There's probably about 19 different police agencies that come to help as well. So, I mean, it's a big effort to find her. The news of her disappearance quickly spreads. Calls begin to come in on tip lines and various things, but they... Uh, several of the calls mention an older man and his red-colored dog 
who'd been seen hiking near where Meredith disappeared. Fairly quickly, they're able to broadcast this information and say, hey, you know, we're looking for, you know, a man who, you know, is an older gentleman, you know, looks like this, travels with a dog. And this is when a former employer of a man named Gary Hilton is like, well, that's Gary Hilton. He's got a dog and he's up in those forests all the times and that description matches him perfectly. So he calls in on the morning of January 3rd and says he recognizes uh, the man that they've been talking about on the news. He then follows up later that day with another call and says that he actually has heard from Hilton and. He two hours earlier he actually got a call from Hilton, and he just wanted to let them know like he's been in contact. He's at home. He gave me a buzz like everything's normal. Well, he wasn't. I don't know if he was at home, but just that you know I've heard from him. You know he's out and about. Whatever. I don't think he had any idea on his whereabouts exactly, but he just wanted to follow up and let them know like, hey, I've heard from him. Okay. At the point of these from these phone calls, they know that Meredith is still alive somewhere, but they are several hours behind the information that they're getting. So they're getting these calls from him. I heard from him two hours ago. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, two hours ago. Well, where, where is he now? You know, cause this is in the time of cell phone. So he could have been calling from a cell phone. He could have been calling from anywhere, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Acting on a tip the next day for South County law enforcement, they find bloody clothing, Emerson's purse and a wallet and men's boots with blood on them inside a dumpster. There's also more information that would come entirely too late because bank officials don't notify investigators of failed attempts to withdraw money from Meredith's, Meredith's account until three days after her That seems like a huge screw-up. <sighs> yeah. So she's missing, and there's attempts to get money off of her account, but like it's like, they're not entering the PIN number correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, they can see that they're trying, like, they've got her card, mm-hmm. trying to get money out, but it's, like, denying it. So, right. is this a case that that the bank was unaware that she's currently missing, or no one communicated that to the bank, or thought that just yet, or? See, I tried to look into that, too, because law enforcement is very upset that the bank hadn't notified them yet, but okay, I'm like, so- did the bank... So the bank must have known they that she was a known. missing My impression person. was that the, the, the information got lost somewhere in the shuffle at the bank. At the bank. So it's on the bank and It didn't and get not. kicked upstairs high enough for something to actually be done about it. Oh, no. That was the impression I got. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah because it's, law enforcement is, ups, is upset at the bank, not so at they, themselves. So they've obviously flagged all of this, I, I would, guess, or, mm-hmm. or talked with someone if they're mm-hmm. angry about that. Yeah, because yeah, she is a missing person at this yeah. point. Oh, my gosh. On January 4th, Ella, remember Meredith's black lab mix, is found in a Kroger parking lot. So she has made it out. She's, you know, wandered all the way down to a Kroger parking lot. That same day, police receive a tip that there is a man cleaning out his van at a gas station, suggesting that it was the older male suspect they were looking for. And I listened to this phone call of, of the man who called in this tip, and he's sitting here watching this man clean out his car. And he's like, I think this is the guy you're looking for. And they're like, okay, sir, you know, we're sending officers en route. And he's like, do you want me to go take him down? I can go take him down. <laughs> Dang. And the, the <laughs> operator is like, no, you know, stay where you're at. Mm-hmm. Don't engage with him. He's like, are they on the way? Or, or are they like, he's like kind of getting a little antsy. Like, yeah, I don't want this guy to get away. Yeah. You know, now, this but, dude's in fight or flight and he's ready to fight. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like. I got this. And he saying, literally said, do you yourself. want me to go take him down? Citizens him down. arrest. Him down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, don't go take him down. Don't mess up our, our possibility of a, an arrest or the crime mm-hmm. or anything. Let, let us handle that. Yeah. So authorities do make it in time and they stop the man uh, who is Gary Hilton before he is able to bleach the van, which is apparently... He was getting his, ready to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Which enabled them to recover blood evidence that does, in fact, match Meredith's DNA. Oh, my gosh. So You know what? So grateful for this guy. He saw something and he said something. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And was willing to go do something. I know. Yeah. Hey, he was like, I got this. You know, I'll deputize myself. And then they found the poor dog. Yes. which I which, wish Ella could talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, Maybe yeah. we're glad she can't. Mm-hmm. Oh. He was arrested. And in a quote from that GBI officer, Cagle, he says that, 
He's the only suspect he ever had in his career that told us his Miranda warnings. Well, dang. And then he lawyered up. Wait uh, a minute. Wait. They're putting this guy, is he saying, I have the right to remain yes. silent? Yes. Uh, anything I say can be, I mean, and they just let him go? Like, yeah. all right, dude, you got this. Yeah, and right. then he's like, I want a lawyer. And then he shuts up. Well, that's what we always say on here. You never say anything except lawyer. Except he said all of his Miranda yeah. rights. What? And, yeah. And they got him a lawyer immediately. They're like, right, get, get him a lawyer because we need to, we he need to talk. knows his rights. Yeah. Gets this guy a lawyer. Yeah. I'm and sorry, wanted, Katie, go ahead. No, you're good. And we're like, and we want to talk to him. So let's get this guy a lawyer. And so as soon as he lawyers up, uh, they're able to make a deal and he admits to keeping Meredith for four days before killing her. So he, he took mm. her on the first and we're on the, we're to the fourth. And she was giving, if I remember this correctly, Katie, don't let me get in front of you. Mm-hmm. She was purposely giving him the wrong pin number. Yeah, I'm getting to that. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Trying to call for help. Well, mm-hmm. uh, he said he, he kept her for four days before he decided to kill her. And he did say that he could not bring himself to kill Ella, the dog. Yeah. That's why she was let go. He was a dog lover himself. I mean, he had yeah, his own know. dog. Forget this 24-year-old yeah. woman who had yeah. her whole life ahead of her, but... This- you know. Now, don't that's, get me wrong. I'm glad he didn't hurt yeah. Ella. I don't. I'm not wanting. But, I mean, to hurt here's Ella. the thing. I mean, that's a psychopath for you. Here's the thing, dude. We're not going to think you're a better person just because you didn't kill the right. dog. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just stop that. Don't try to act like you have a heart. Yeah. And then comes his deal making. He says he will lead authorities to her body if they agree to not pursue the death penalty. <sighs> so the coward. He had his. He had his end game. Mm-hmm. Figured out all along. From the if second, I get caught, yep. it's what I'm going to do. I've got a plan. Well, from the second they showed up, because he immediately was like, I want a lawyer, because he knew he that's how he was going to make a deal, is right. with a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So he confesses that he attacked her while she was hiking. He said she got defensive when he threatened her with a knife while asking her for her ATM card and pen. He then beat her up, punching her hard enough that he broke his own hand. Wow. Oh, my Lord. And he said, she wouldn't stop. She wouldn't stop fighting and yelling at the same time. So I needed to both control her and silence her. He was basically, at this point in his interview, he's basically like, this is her fault. If she'd have just quit fighting me. Right. I hope she got a, a few good kicks to the balls. Mm-hmm. Put some of that martial arts training to use. Yeah, because you said she had two black belts. Well, she was just trained in two separate martial arts. Okay, she was just trained in two different. So she was a fighter. Yeah. Good good for her. Uh, He made her camp with him for four days, all while promising to let her go the whole time. You know, I'm just trying to get this ATM card. You know, I'll let you go. Uh, He insisted that he only wanted her for that ATM card and only attacked her, like I said, because she fought him, which literally in my notes, I wrote, insert eye roll here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, she, like, and as Scott was bringing up, she bought herself some time because she kept giving him the wrong pin code and then he would go off and try it and come back and she would swear that she gave him the right code that he must have been putting it in wrong. You know, are you sure you tried? Yeah. One, one, two, two. Like, yeah, the old mm. Jedi mind trick. These are not the droids you're looking for. I mean, mm. you, you must have done it wrong. Go back and do it again. Mm-hmm. And so that's... And he'd go off and try again. Right. And all those failed attempts are... Police are like, why did the bank not notify that their dismissing person's account mm-hmm. has all these failed attempts on it? Mm-hmm. You know, we could have, we had time because she was alive oh. for four days. Did any of them have camera footage? They, the I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure they did after yeah. the fact, but it was too late then yeah, too. Right. Yeah, ATMs have had cameras on them for many, many. I years. guess they all do, right? That's pretty mm-hmm. standard. Yeah. yeah. And on the day of the murder. Hilton assured Meredith that she would be going home and bound her to a tree before returning to his van to prepare himself for what would be the killing. And when he returned, he also returned with a, you know, good old cup of coffee. How old is this guy? He's in his 60s at this time. He was born in the 40s. (sighs) An older fella. Yeah. Is he a big dude? No. He's kind of a fit. Yeah, though, a fit older man. Because he's on the trails Mm -hmm. and stuff all the time. Yeah. I'll show you a picture of him, but yeah. And I'll get into a little bit on on who he is as a person in a second, but. Sounds like it's going to be lovely to hear Mm, about that. He's very stereotypical. He's not special. Just let you know, Gary Hilton, you're not special. You're not special, (laughs) Gary. He, like I said, he returned and (laughs) approached her from behind 
and repeatedly struck her with a carjack handle. Coward. He couldn't even look at her in the face to kill her. He'd gotten to know her. That's ex- He said he couldn't bring himself to kill the dog. And then he said, as of killing Meredith, it was hard. You got to remember, we had spent several good days together. Well, and you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Kudos to these Men and women who can sit in rooms with people like this and not just beat the living crap out yeah. of them mm-hmm. while they're saying these horrible things. Mm-hmm. And they're able to just keep their composure. So kudos to I don't know how they do it. To all of you out there. Yeah, claiming these four days, which you know, the worst of Meredith's life were were some good days together for them. He eventually, like I said, led the cops to Meredith's remains in the Dawson Forest Management Area. He told them she was not buried and that she was under some leaves and brush. He said he had washed her down with Clorox and water. Uh, And when he revealed her location, he said ominously, uh, the head will be missing. They had asked her if if she was all in one, if she was intact, and he was like, no, the head will be missing. She was, in fact, decapitated, and the coroner ruled that this was done post-mortem in an effort to conceal her identity, and the cause of death was determined to be blunt force trauma, of course, from just to the back of the head, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, later that same month, he's just going to go ahead and, and plead guilty to murder, and he's going to receive life in prison, and one of my, my day two of my calendar has a quote from Meredith's mother, Susan, who says, let him stay alive and slowly rot. Hey, get, I agree with yeah, her. Sure. What's her, what was her name again? Susan? Susan, Susan Emerson. <sighs> yeah, let's, I agree. Just let him slowly rot. Yeah, if there's one of the, one of the ways that I disagree with the death, uh, death penalty is that it, let him suffer. Mm-hmm. Let, him, let him suffer for 60 years in a six by six foot room staring out a but then, tiny window and, I had read, yeah. Well, I had read something though. Somebody had a quote on him on this that was like, with him, they really felt like he would have been content with that, just if he had his morning paper and and his solitude, because he was kind of a solitary person anyway. Guess what? No morning paper. Mm -hmm. There you go. I'm gonna take everything that you enjoy from you, so you're gonna get about three roommates Mm -hmm. and no paper. And welcome to the jungle, blasting over the speaker twenty four seven for the rest of your life. Yeah, on a loop. Exactly. His defense attorney uh, was appointed by the Dawson County judge, and he spent several hours a day with Hilton. And this is not like his first murder trial or anything. He says he's quoted by saying that he's encountered his fair share of cold-blooded killers, but said that this experience in itself exacted a heavy toll on him. He said, for two years after, I was basically clinically depressed. He said that Hilton was a total sociopath, and he held nothing back when he talked to him. You know, there is, um, there's a, this, this phenomenon that has happened with folks who have spent time with Ted Bundy and they say there's like a, a like a funk that comes over them sure. after they've been, you know, talking with him for a while and it's just, it takes a long time to go away. So, you know, same thing with this Gary. Guy. I hadn't, I, I'd be more interested in learning about that. Cause yeah, I'd. I like how, because people's energies do affect other people. Yeah. And, and this guy just, this guy talked about it was one of the newer documentaries that's been out in the last you know five eight years on ted about bundy. bundy yeah and he said he um he felt tainted that was his word tainted yeah, i could see that yeah so that's what this guy this attorney's he, he got it on to go it. through yeah yeah feeling that and because of media coverage on meredith's case authorities received multiple tips and sightings of hilton kind of not i won't say all over but in several different areas but one of the main ones was at Leon County, Florida campsites. These are like saying that they had seen him here in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, and after a search of this area, authorities discovered in a fire pit uh, what they believed were the incarcerated, not the incarcerated, incinerated head and hands of 46 year old Cheryl Dunlap. Oh. Cheryl was a nurse and a Sunday school teacher. Um, and she went to the Leon Sinks geological area in Florida's Apalachicola National Forest to read. Mm-hmm. That was like her thing. Yeah, outdoors person, mm-hmm. yeah. And then she had vanished on December 1st, 2007. 
Hunters had found her torso on December 15th of that year, about seven miles away from where her head and hands were later discovered by these officers in this, I guess, Mm. burn pit, basically. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, you know, just really makes you think of what he probably was going to do with Meredith's body if he'd had Mm -hmm. the time. So did they convict him in, in Florida of that? He is going to get convicted in Florida. He is also going to be linked to the killings of a man named John Bryant, who was 80, and his 84-year-old wife, Irene, Yeah, who were out hiking in North Carolina's Pisgah National Forest on October 21st of 2007. So this would have been a little before uh, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. And when they encountered the serial killer, so Irene was found dead from head trauma on November 9th of 07 near the Pink's Bed area of this Pisgah National Forest. And John was found three months later in the Nanahala National Forest, and he had been shot. Mm. So, like I said, he's since been charged with all of those murders. And in 2011, he's going to be sentenced to death in Florida. Good. Yeah. Florida's not going to deal there. No, yeah. Florida's not going to hold back the death penalty. Mm -hmm. Good. North Carolina's going to give him another life sentence, but Florida's like, no. Mm hmm. Well, and and I don't think Georgia would have, but they had to negotiate. They made that deal, yeah. 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 Right. And there are even agents who said, you know, they didn't even hesitate to make that deal because they had kind they kind of got the vibe off this guy that he's 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 done this before. Yeah, they wanted they get they had to get this get something and get this guy. They thought he would get prison. the death penalty elsewhere. Yeah, because they yeah. were they were kind of convinced he'd be found guilty of other murders. Yeah, maybe sure. you just get that, like you said, that tainted vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this he just he just eked Ugh. reeked of serial killer. Mm-hmm. Eked and reeked. Yeah. He did it all. Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. I said, all four of these murders were committed near national forest, which led to his moniker, the National Forest Serial Killer. Mm. Except it, like most serial killers, he just hunted where he felt most comfortable, and that's he was a, he was a trail yeah. guy. Oh. And so is he, where is he now? What's going on with him now? He's on death row in Florida. On death row in Florida. So they extradited him, or I guess he's not extradited if he's, well, anyway, he got transferred from uh, a life in prison cell in Georgia to death row mm-hmm. in Florida. Mm-hmm. Good. Because, and just like like Bundy, Bundy, Bundy was there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today they also suspect that he's behind several unsolved murders. Um, These include the murders of a woman named Judy Smith, whose bones were found in the Pisgah National Forest in 97. Mm. A man named Jason Knapp, who was declared legally dead after his disappearance in 98, where his car was found parked at Table Rock State Park. Mm. A woman named Rosanna Miliani who disappeared after going for a hike on the Appalachian Trail in 05. Uh, Michael Scott Lewis, whose remains were found in Florida's Tomoka River in 2007. That's five. Yeah. Has he admitted to any of this? No. And he probably won't because he's he will probably try to hold out and try to cut some deal for himself, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. sounds like Florida's not hearing it. No. Yeah. And like I said earlier, he's so stereotypical. Let's, let's talk a little about him, give you a little background on him. He was born in 1946 in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Of course, he allegedly had a turbulent childhood, like they all do. Uh, As a young adult, he joined the Army, uh, became a capable paratrooper before he experienced a schizophrenic episode and was honorably discharged in 1967. Ooh. Yeah. He went on to marry and divorce three different times. Uh, He later racked up quite a list of arrests. Arrested for drunk driving, carrying a gun without a license, drug possession, and 21 counts of solicitation. Huh. So, however, until 2007, he was kind of seen, he was kind of seen by people who knew him as odd, but harmless. Yeah, and those charges are not really, no, they're not violent violent charges, so it's not like, you look back at the courts and go, why? Why'd you let this guy, but but there's not, nothing violent there. Yeah. But in 2007, it was reported uh, that people who crossed his path started noticing an unsettling change in him, as it was quoted. A man who worked with him stated that he seemed to transform from a quote-unquote friendly grandpa to something more sinister. Suddenly, he was missing a number of teeth, and he told that co-worker that he pulled them out with pliers and said he enjoyed his new look because it scared people. 
Good gracious. Creepy AF. Yeah. There was also a, a threat from him to kill said coworker, And he was also seen walking around local hiking trails holding a knife. And then there was like an odd exchange he had with a sheriff's deputy who found him squatting on private property. And he just told the officer at the end of their encounter, I guess he was telling him to leave or whatever, but the end of their encounter, he just told the officer, he said, you know, I'm a paratrooper. And then he called after him. He said, hey, I love you. As the officer was driving away, he said it would just struck him as just well, that is really odd. Yeah. I bet officers don't hear that a whole lot. Yeah. Hey, I love you. Yeah. So this is all in 2007 is when they reported this change. And then the murder that got him caught caught occurred in 2008 but he was obviously obviously throughout all right and if he's if he is the murderer if he is the murderer of all these previous ones this has been going going on for several years because yeah those started in the the late 90s so if that is true but also i wanted to get into a little bit of what you talked about earlier leaked crime scene photos yeah so this came from day three of my calendar. All right. Uh, this was a little bit of legal reform called the Meredith Emerson Memorial Privacy Act. Because in February of 2010, a Hustler reporter, Fred Rosen, filed an open records request with the GBI asking for crime scene and autopsy photos of Meredith to run alongside an article about the murder to be printed in the magazine. In Hustler? In Hustler. So, the Emerson family lawyer obtained a temporary restraining order to stop the GBI from releasing the photos, some of which depicted Emerson's nude and decapitated body. Oh, Lord. So, you know, this is 24-year-old woman who's, you know, been stripped nude. She's been wiped down, remember, with Clorox and water, and she's been decapitated. Oh. Uh, Soon after, Representative Jill Chambers sponsored a House bill, uh, House Bill 1322, but it's also named the Meredith Emerson Memorial Privacy Act, a bill that would prevent dissemination of crime scene photos that depicted bodies that were nude, bruised, bloodied, or in a broken state with open wounds, a state of dismemberment, or decapitation. Yeah. Citing the victim's inability to consent to nude photos being published. Uh, The Georgia House Governmental Affairs Committee unanimously passed said bill, and Hustler has released a statement declaring its intent to explore all legal options available to them to obtain the photo should the decision be made to go forward with the story. Come on, Hustler. Well, I think a similar thing happened in Florida in 2001 when uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. was killed on the last lap of the Daytona 500 mm-hmm. because there was some there was some effort by the media to get their hands on the autopsy photos, mm-hmm. and I Ugh. don't know if they had to pass a new law Mm-hmm. Probably. That was something similar to what mm-hmm. you just described, Katie, or if maybe there was a, a previously written law that had to be reinterpreted by a judge to include the Earnhardt Sr. photos. Mm-hmm. But I remember that that I'm a, I'm a race fan. So yeah. I remember yeah. that being a thing that happened. Well, you know, if you ever get like two drinks in me and want to start to talk about women's rights, I'll always bring up how a corpse has more bodily autonomy than a woman in today's America. So, <laughs> yep, there you go. All right. You, two, you wouldn't be you wrong. No, All right. No. So, just one drink for Katie the next time. Yeah. I, I can do it sober, but I, you can't shut me up with two drinks in me. But here's my thing why does Hustler want to run this story with the and why, photos? Yeah. And why Hustler wants to be provocative. And, but, and why this particular story? Because she's a 24 year old nude woman, or because they care about this crime to put it out there. They want to sell magazines. <sighs> so they think this would sell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whether it's right or wrong, they want to sell magazines. This would have been two well, years yeah. after two years after the crime took place and let's see, he was sentenced to death in, in 2011, so it was before those uh, trials came to be. Right. So Right in the middle. I guess it was probably big headline news at the time. Probably. It, so the, yeah, the, the, just something in the news. The National Forest serial killer was probably out there. Social media wasn't a thing yet. Not the, not the Certainly not to the extent that it is now. Facebook well, had only been around for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. The, I would assume that the story was on him and not really yeah. her exactly, which is, you know. Always the thing. case. 
Right. Yeah, uh, probably so. But I mean, look, you guys are going to roll your eyes when I say this, but, and I never read articles in Hustler, but I used to have a Playboy subscription when I was in college. And I'm telling you, some of the best journalism I ever read was in Playboy magazine in the 2000s. Uh, just, uh, they, you know, Playboy's known for more than that. Obviously. I've always heard that. Uh, I have never. Playboy actually... had some fantastic articles. I used to, you're going to, you're going to, you're is, not going to believe me, but no, that's no. what I did first. I read no, the articles. Is <laughs> No, I actually believe you. Scott. I, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we so, do believe I, you. I do believe you on that. Um, so is Hustler Larry Flint's magazine? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's right. I remember oh, we should done. do that at some point. Larry too. Flint. We should put Larry, Fe- uh, Larry Flint and his. Jerry Falwell. Uh, that whole case. Yeah, that whole th- We should put that on the list. And just Have make we sure we run the damn before? disclaimer. Have we mentioned that before in something? Has that come up? We've talked about Larry yeah. Flint briefly. Have but, yeah, but like just briefly. Have. It was in. It was like a cross-reference to something else. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember okay. what it was. Right. Like it was happening at the same time. Something. something yeah, else. maybe one of those uh, set-the-table segments that we oh, do, I maybe gotcha. it got briefly mentioned. So, But to date, Hustler does not have nope. these photos, and they're not running this. I don't think there's a Hustler anymore. Is there? Playboy has ceased publication uh, several years ago. But Playboy didn't try to get this. Right. So yeah, yeah. Not try to yeah. compare the two. Yeah, yeah. no. But... Nope. Because uh, I, I don't think you can compare the two, honestly. I mean, I know that everybody says, well, they're both nude magazines. There used but to be I a, think there is a, a distinct difference in the two. Yeah. There used to be a store here in town where you could get those magazines. Hustler? Like, yeah, or, they had them like, yeah, they had them in a wrapper uh, oh yeah. behind yeah. the counter. You yeah. had to know who... What like you, you were asking ask. for? Obviously, yeah. you know how all of this. I, I think your husband told me that. Story. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe yours, Katie. Um. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Kevin Turner is entirely too cheap to be. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah, maybe he maybe he wanted me to get it so he could borrow joints. mine. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh lord. Um, but uh, I I hope that they don't ever get. Yeah, it's not looking. It's not looking good for that. him because that would have been fourteen years ago. Now, when is mm. this guy's execution date? That's a great question. I did not. Let me see if if I can. So while she's looking that up, I'll tell you guys that there is a documentary series on Hulu that is about this, and they've done several different seasons. Uh, it's called Wild Crime. Okay, and I think that's right. Uh, and it is about. It's a series about these uh, murders, these crimes that have taken place. In the national parks. There's one that uh, deals with a murder that took place at Yosemite National Park. Okay. I know. So there's a multiple uh, seasons of this series. And this was the latest one that came out. And I watched it maybe a month ago. And I remember when I got the calendar for, for Katie, I got myself one too. And when I opened it on January the 1st, actually December 31st to set it up, I was surprised at the very first story mm-hmm. on January 1st of this uh, daily rip it off, throw it away true crime calendar was the one that I had just finished watching the documentary about, mm-hmm. which is it's on Hulu. So if you want to check it out, there's, it's a pretty good one. I mean, it's okay. very informative. All right. Awesome. Well, I definitely want to check that out. Yeah. Um, Katie, we're stalling for time. Did you find what you were looking for? <laughs> no, in 20, <laughs> it may not have been set yet because okay. he was still appealing up until 2021, but they upheld his conviction once again in 2021. Okay. And, I'm not. Well, you know, everybody gets an appeals process. Sure. So he's, as he, I, I, I'm interested to know, has he exercised that whole thing? I think he's done? went all the way up. Okay, I think so, 2021 so, was all the way up. So all said, the appeals are over. He said he was born in 46. So he's, uh, what, 78 years old. So there's no more appealing. Mm. Just face the death penalty. Right. And yeah, I'm glad you did that math, Scott, because I. Yeah. Did I do it right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to math. <laughs> I don't like to math at all. <laughs> 46, yeah. 54 so. plus 20. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, all right. well, he's currently, okay. Yeah. Cause this in December 1st, 2023, it said he's currently 77. But I guess it just depends on when his birthday yeah, is. Right. So he's on death row in Florida. In Florida and- at Union Correctional Institute. Um, okay. What do they do? They use uh, lethal injection. I'm sure they do in Florida. Does everybody use that now? Except, Except Alabama, because we can't get it to work. Well, we're going to try the the Supreme Court just last week. I think approved the new 
method of execution in Alabama, which is nitrogen asphyxiation. Mm -hmm. Basically, you're just breathing pure nitrogen. Yeah, so your body's not getting oxygen, Mm -hmm. and I guess what you're- You just smother. You smother. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be? Oh, well, a quick Google actually says that Florida administers lethal injection or electric chair. They still do the electric chair? Wow. I didn't know anybody still did the chair. Maybe the maybe the inmate gets the choice. I never understood how there. the chair wasn't cruel and unusual punishment according to the Constitution of the I United think. States. But apparently it's not according to the Supreme Court because we had that was our primary form of execution in most states for Yeah. what? Half a century? I don't um or more. I, I don't know that there is a quote humane way to execute someone. I think you just gotta pick the wor- the lesser of the of the ones. So yeah, I guess. But why not? Just- I would think that uh, the nitro nitrogen or the lethal injection would be better yeah, than just go to sleep and don't wake up. But I think the lethal injection is actually pretty painful. I think you just can't show it. Yeah, because it's uh, the first it, injection. Right. Um, it says that Florida uses a three-drug cocktail. The first is a sedative followed by a paralytic, then a drug that stops your heart. Yeah, yeah. You're just... If there's any pain, you, you don't have the ability to express it. Mm-hmm. But that that first one being a sedative, I mean, maybe you're... Yeah, it's a calming calming agent. The electric chair was first used to execute a prisoner in 1890. And as of 2021, according to Wikipedia, uh, is still a selectable method of cu- execution in Alabama and Florida. So that's okay. old. So, so it's then. it's not in mm. Alabama anymore. But perhaps See, it may not in be Florida. in Florida either because like that yeah. I saw that when I immediately mm-hmm. Google, but I'm not seeing anything else mm-hmm. on it. Now, according to this same article, uh, Kentucky has retired the electric chair, okay. except for individuals who were sentenced to die before March the 31st, 1998. Oh. And they can choose electrocution. Oh, okay. Because they can't okay. take the law back. I well, guess. it's on their yeah. on their books, I guess. Right. That they're yeah. Uh, according to this article, again, this article is two plus years old. Arkansas, Mississippi, Oklahoma still have an electric chair okay. in operation. Hmm. All right, still some places. Yeah. Oh, in fact, uh, in 2008, the Nebraska Supreme Court ruled that the execution by electric chair did constitute a form of cruel and unusual punishment. Under the state's constitution. So it's, but I mean, it's left up to the states. Right. To yes, decide. So. What's, so. Um, but that's why they stopped using it in Nebraska, according to that article. Did they? And again, it's Wikipedia, so who the hell knows? Yeah. Well. There's also a bunch of challenging ch- challenges going on about the use of that paralytic in the. Yeah. Because they in say the you drug don't. cocktail. Yeah, because they say you don't even do that when you put a dog or a cat down. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it seems we've figured out a, a humane way to put pets to sleep. I don't know what the big problem is. Money, I would assume. Wouldn't yeah, it? maybe so. More expensive? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like if you took one of the drugs out of the cocktail, it'd be yeah. cheaper. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, don't I know. just figure money's always the problem. As you, yeah, yeah, you're right. Always well, the issue. Yeah, but then the people who are for firing squad always say that's the cheapest right? firing yeah. squad. 25 cents a piece. Yeah. So Is that what know. a bullet cost? Uh, ish. I think that's... Uh, Call it a dollar with inflation. You know... I don't know. I don't. I've never, I don't know. I've never bought ammunition. That, actually, yeah. either. Haven't even taken the time to think about that. But uh, oh well. Well, now we have our homework to do as well. Yeah, we do. But Katie, thank you for yeah. the story today, and Big our fun. hearts go out to her family and all the all the crap that they had to go through uh, following her death. Not just her missing and mm-hmm. then finding out she died in this horrible way and. And and then having to deal with magazines, and then this idiot continuing to murder and appeal, and yeah, you know. And they did have; they used to have a a ten k in her honor, and I think like mm-hmm. a trail day where they hiked in her honor mm-hmm. uh, for a long time. I'm not certain oh. that they still do it. I think um, I think they may have stopped at least the ten k by now. But, but her friends put all that on. Let's close with the the quote from her mother Susan one yep. more time. What, yeah, what did what did Mother Susan say about this? When he got idiot? life in prison. Yeah, for yeah. her for the sentencing for her daughter's murder, which was the life in prison sentence, the first one he got. She said, "Let him stay alive and slowly rot." Agreed. Agreed. That's what he gets. Mhm. Exactly. All right. Well, we have uh, continued 
season four of mm-hmm. True Crime on Easy Street. And we're going to keep doing this until you tell us to stop out there in podcast land. Yep. We've yep. got, I'm very excited about the next couple of weeks. We've already talked about what we're going to do going forward. Mm-hmm. And I know what my Off next assignment is. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything, okay. I promise, before right. you pick up a hammer uh-huh. and throw it at me. Uh-huh. Uh, Kelly's got a good one coming down the pipe as well. So the next three weeks, well, the, uh, the whole year mm-hmm. is going to be great, but really looking forward to the next three weeks. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, please. Uh, go check us out on our website, which is True Crime on Easy Street.com. You want to send us an email, do that at True Crime on Easy Street at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Make sure to leave us a five-star review. Say something nice. Be nice to us. We'll be nice to you back. <laughs> you guys think of anything Probably. else? No. Is that it? Are we done? Yep. Good night, it. everybody.